0: Access denied. Hello, welcome to another episode of Access Denied. Okay, so no one believe me if I told you this is like the third time I'm recording because the universe just hates me. I've accepted it, and that's the gag, that's the tea, that's the milk hunt tea. Anyway, so we're here to talk about something that um, I kinda asked in a poll on my um, Instagram. And what I asked basically was, which series should we focus on? Obscure music or diversity leads and in animation? And there are two very specific reasons why I picked these two. Because I've been doing a lot of think of jiggers. I'm a patron of the arts. I enjoy arts as much as the next friend, but I also like take it very seriously. Now, I wouldn't call myself a critic yet, but I would also call myself somebody who appreciates the art and hates to see it tainted. So, here we are. You guys picked um, diversity, bleeds, and animation. And this thought process really came about when I saw the trailer for Soul which we'll get to that in a minute. But before we um continue this momentous, beautiful mini series that I couldn't think of a better name for, I would just like to thank everyone for sticking around. It's been rough out here. As you can hear I'm sick again. One um, <laughs> am I not sick while I'm recording? And I just really want to thank you guys for being there, being active, being supportive, saying, girl, You're trifling, and you suck, and you take too much time. But at least you released the episode, and I'm able to listen to something on my boring commute. And you're welcome. Oh, before we continue, anything also? How about a little bit of daily ASMR? Wasn't that beautiful drumming? If you want to purchase it, you can buy it on my SoundCloud. I'm joking. Anyway, so. You all are joining me on a very special day. Today, we're in color studios for disrespecting fellow people of color. But in all seriousness, the only reason why the series started is because of the release of the teaser trailer for Soul by Pixar. Now, I don't know if you've all seen it, but literally it's one of the first 3D animated Pixar movies featuring a black man. A black man in the forefront. I was like, this is big. And then, you know, he's chilling. They got an amazing soundtrack at the beginning like dum dum, dum 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 And I'm like, yes, and then nah, 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 nah. and then he dies in the first 30 seconds. You, you see my share? Like <laughs> now I do get it. The premise of the movie is this guy's a soul, yada yada yada. And there's other movies that do better representation of POC characters, yada yada yada. But my issue here is can I count those movies on my fingers? Like it's an underlying problem that no one addresses because like we're being too ungrateful or too extra. But then I got curious. Why do these movies exist? What got them here? And did the audience agree? My biggest concern is that these are targeted as children's movies, but people do not realize that a little decision like this has such an impact. So now let's bring an example of impact. Remember the princess and the frog? Let's take that for example. There was literally a minor salmonella outbreak because children were kissing frogs. If that's not impact, I don't know what is. A movie is a movie, but seeing an aspect of life in imagination helps children to relate to reality. Children are very, very smart. I would know. (laughs) But they cannot encapsulate the gravity of reality, so they need a filter through. Hence animation, and that's one of them. Big concepts of being personified through glowy models. There's a diversity in books chart that was going around Twitter for a while, and that I also did some extra looking on from 2015 and 2018. We're gonna focus on a 2018 one. So, with this one, of course, 50% of all children's books had a white lead. What's new? And 20% uh, t- 27% were animals. Animals! and people wonder why horse girls are so prevalent. Because their parent doesn't want them to see color, but see a horse learning to share. They're gonna may after sharing a coolie So besides that, 10% is African American, 7% is Asian or Pacific Islander. 5% is Latinx and 1% is American Indian. There words, not mine, and First Nations. There are multiple YouTube videos about good child tests and other experiments showing unintentional biases because there's not enough for children to relate to if they see the same crap every day. Not everyone lives in a giant in their area and the cereal just has frosted flakes in every store. Programming this kind of art to market to children needs to be meaningful. And so that's why I'm here to call up the flaws and make people understand why they should advocate to see more change. Now, I don't know if POC or animating POC works like color printer ink, but if you can afford all this, it definitely shouldn't be that expensive to do so. So, in celebration of the beginning of this chapter in our time together, we're gonna start off on a high note with Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, directed by Peter Ramsey, whose only credible source before this was Rise of the Guardians, which, if you saw that movie, we know how that went. <laughs> I mean, I guess it does a show that we all make it somewhere, someday. Um, another director was Bob Perichetti, I think, of Little Prince fame, and Rodney Rothman of 22 Jump Street fame. Now, when this was announced, I had no doubt in my mind that it would be great. But not this great, okay? <laughs> it was also a film that came out after the Emoji Movie and Peter Rabbit, which, when I take a look at this film now, I'm like, There's, it was probably a way to get some extra money to afford this film. Um, but anyway, if you haven't watched the movie, to which I ask, why haven't you? Come on, it's on Netflix, steal someone's password. Like, (laughs) it's on there for the whole world to experience this glorious movie. Anyway, so this movie is about a young boy named Miles Morales, a little Afro-Latino baby, which is very rare, IRL, well not IRL, but very rare in animation to have a a mixed kid like this. but he's going to a new school, and Spider-Man's just, you know, doing his thing. Up until he finds out that he's been bitten by a radioactive spider. So then it messes with his reality, because he's like, wait, there's only one Spider-Man. And then he meets Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's like, wait, there should be one of me. But you're like me. I can teach you. Live. And then Spider-Man gets killed. <laughs> now, before he died, he was like trying to save the world from having the multiverse sucked into theirs. And, you know, of course he was about to die. He knew it. And he gave it to Miles and he was like, yo, you better do this thing. Protect it with your life. And Miles was like, hey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just love that scene so much. It doesn't mean for us. Like he holds puts his arm on Guanda and he's like, hey. It's hilarious. But yeah. Um <clears throat> Give me a second. But Miles, of course, breaks the goober to fix it. Typical. (laughs) Other spider people from other dimensions come to Miles' universe and they have to save the day, which is pretty standard. Um, The overall execution of this movie is gorgeous. It is very rare I smile and feel throughout a whole movie because a lot of movies are not great at doing that, but for anyone who's watched it, I'm not scared of the dark. I'm not scared. Okay, I'm going to stop singing or else I'm going to break someone's ears. <laughs> but wow, especially him as that hot cute. But I like the dynamic more between Peter B. Parker and Miles because it's so adorable and they do not shove the heat black in your face. Now a lot of movies are kind of guilty of doing that, but I'm not saying they should erase the person they are. I'm saying there's a way to like make a character and not remind people every couple minutes that he black. Like really, it's, it's crazy to me. There's some movies out there that really rely on it, but there's like one show that I think that did it well that most people can relate to, it's As Told by Ginger. The two black characters, and oh my God, I'm showing a big example of why <laughs> I should probably take my own advice because I forgot their names. I didn't really grow up with us told by Ginger. And it wasn't a really I like because like everyone else the animation turned me off to begin with. So I didn't focus too much energy on it. But don't worry, I'll be watching that show soon. Um, right now it's Diversity Lee. It's not Diversity Side characters, okay? But yeah, you see how they like made them black, but they were kind of normal. Like he was a nerd boy and he joined the football team. The other sis was just she was just rude, like, she's canceled. <laughs> but, yeah, she was even more mean than the person in the, the mean girl in the show was supposed to be mean. And baffling, but great writing. Um, a great show. I have to look more into that. Anyway, they made a very well-developed character without having to resort to any weird stereotype thing. And it also helped that there was background knowledge because, I mean, y'all know where Spider-Man came from. Just originally a comic series and Miles Morales was introduced in the series and it was a big deal because you know Black Spider-Man whoa crazy um yeah um <coughs> my apologies like I said <coughs> dying but yeah at least they have lots to go off of um so it kind of made it easier to pick and choose what to put inside um Instead of, like, doing the typical, like, all right, we're going to go off this, like, story that we heard that sounds really neat, and we're going to turn it into something. Um, It's very easy for um, studios to do that. Anyway, so a lot of movies concerning um, POC leads have a goal in mind, but things definitely can get murky along the way, which we will definitely talk about in other episodes, just like I was saying right now. Um, I also love that there was a new method of animation developed for this film. A lot of people I remember were complaining about like the movie being or some scenes being blurry but mind you they made a whole movie 95% comic bookie and added different genres of animation into the mix um to give the full effect and that made me so happy like the only example I had before them was like Telltale Games before their whole situation and did a really good job of comic book adaptations, most notably the Walking Dead video game series which I've talked about a lot um not in episodes but in my personal life I'm a huge fan of the video games and I think that everyone should give it a try um there are some misses but it's a really good example of what you can do when you have money and resources to like dig a little deeper (laughs) sorry (laughs) I'm thinking about another movie while saying that, but yeah, it was very good. And by the way, let me talk a little bit about the Sony Disney issue. Now, so for those of you who didn't know, didn't know, Disney was trying to basically do what they do to everybody and take Sony and merge into Disney completely, and also just take all the property so that you know Disney is like the owner. But I'm God bless Sony for standing their ground. I don't know what I would have done if there was never gonna be a Into the Spider Verse too because Disney's a bully. And poor Tom Holland. <laughs> he was like, Man, this is my career here. And he um was drunk talking and crying to Bob Eisner of all people. And if you want to watch the whole thing, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel or um, I don't know, one of the Jimmys. I don't really care about them. Um, <laughs> but it was just so hilarious, like how he kinda of, sort of saved his own career by crying to Bob Eisner. And Bob Eisner is a very weird man, like it takes a lot for you to like get on his good side, and I guess Tommy Boy didn't. <laughs> now, um, I've grown in ugh, growing up. I always loved the Tobey Maguire films. I did skip the Andrew Garfield movies, and I enjoyed the Tom Holland in the few clips I saw. Now I haven't watched the movie. Yes, so I haven't seen any of Tom Holland's Spider Man's. Don't at me. I'm working on it, but I also have to watch like a couple movies to get the series off the ground uh anyway um but you know i'm working on it um this was a very great addition to an already great series minus andrew garfield <laughs> so even one of the animators described the directors ramsey as the action guy You know, if you've seen some exorcism in Guardians of Galaxy, they're actually not bad. Um, Rothman was a comedy guy because, like, he worked on 22 Jump Street and he worked on um, the pop star movie that had to do with, like, Andy Sandberg being, like, Justin Bieber, like, guy, which I thought was actually funny. And Perchetti as the poet, he's a very lyrical man, apparently. He writes really good, like, you know, statement pieces, like, one you know, um Miles said, he's like, they're just fucking you, it's amazing. And then Peter B. Park is saying, yeah, you gotta do is take a leap of faith. I'm like, that that was good stuff, okay? It hit my tip really hard. <laughs> but yeah, it's like everyone has something they're good at, okay? It's like when you're doing a group project, there's one person that's really good at making PowerPoints, um, at least making them pretty. One person who's really good at doing presentations, like talking. And no person is really good at researching. And it can honestly flow so well if you know how to communicate. It is very hard to communicate in a group project. I would know. But, you know, they got it down pat. Big ups to those guys. Also, Shamik Moore from the Get Down thing, which if you guys have not seen the Get Down also, also on Netflix, ended too soon. Netflix, I'm angry. Bring it back now. And now, here is the one I was afraid of. Haley Steinfeld. Most people know her from the Bumblebee movie or Pitch Perfect 3. So her live action career isn't the best. Oh, and that one teen movie that she's like, I'm angry and I hate life, but I'm going to keep going because plot development. Like, <laughs> no, her live action stuff is horrible. But I enjoyed her as Gwen Stacy on the 15 to 20 minutes she was on screen. It was great. Nothing really felt forced, and the dynamic between like line delivery and characters were great. Now, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> know some you are thinking, because I haven't said anything bad yet, you know, that there's something bad. And honestly, personally, I have nothing bad to say. And it seems like other people don't have anything bad to say. It served its purpose, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this movie in the first place, you know, it did what it had to do. A representation that then turned someone into a weird creature that was blue and green. <laughs> we'll get to that a bit later and um you know kept it real and you know this halloween i saw many young boys inspired by this movie to be miles raleigh okay this movie came out december 2018 so of course you had to wait till this year to be miles morales (laughs) okay but yeah it you know it filled my heart so much it's an example of a great movie that doesn't you know show who the person is but how what they're about to become and seeing all these different boys, like being inspired like Latino boys, little black boys, um, just being inspired by Miles and what he's achieved by being like uh, a sustained character. It was really great. You know, it's just like I mentioned earlier, like it's not even about just seeing a black boy for the satisfaction. It's like having that connection whether it be the way he communicates or the way he likes his shoes untied, or just feeling what he felt. Finding those little gems and attention and detail is something like of a huge selling point for me. Like the Easter egg where one of the animators put like an Easter egg about his daughter in a scene where Miles is introduced. Reading all about that all actually all about what was involved amazes me. And having decided to put Miles on the big screen was probably a big deal, because there's a lot of Spider Man iterations. They could have chosen Penny Parker. They could have chosen Spider-Noir. They could have made a whole feature-length movie about Peter Parker. And I'm sure if someone fought hard enough for it, they would have. But they didn't. They gave Miles a chance. And by putting him in the comics in the first place, Stan and his crew gave Miles a chance, or whoever was behind. There was um, another guy behind Miles Morales and his becoming. But of course, Stan Lee has divine power over his universe. So, you know, they got the green light. But yeah. You know, it amazes me constantly and I definitely put it, like, up in my top 100 movies to see before you die. If any of you guys want to post on that, you can do that too. Like, I have a list of ready to go on 100 movies you gotta see before you die. Okay, now that I've gotten one of the best examples out of the way, it is time to explore more. I'm currently watching a little over 100 movies to see which ones I want to continue to talk about or which examples I want to pull out from each one. I've already gotten a lot of movies watched and a lot of things written down notes, so I know this is definitely going to be a thick series. CC, you know how I do. Um, so, yeah, I just want to see how many POC protagonists are tackled, how they go about the process of making decisions that end up on the big screen. So enough of the chit chat. I'm actually not supposed to be talking this much because I literally have no voice. I'm actually pushing from my chest. So I'm like burping and talking at the same time. Very gross. <laughs> but you know, I'm currently working on the next episode. So I will see you guys soon. And it's coming very soon. Um, Don't worry about it. I, you'll know when I post it. I'm just gonna be like, what well, what's up? Is, is it real? Like, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I'm really on a roll this time. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I didn't go too much into depth, but I was trying to point out the good in the movie. What worked, Um, how they represented Miles and the crew and how they didn't just like put him as a side character in his own movie. Because that's another example that I'll go into, like it's very easy to do that, especially when they're a BSE character. And um, I just wanted to bring forth this beautiful example instead of, you know, ignoring it because they're, like, there's a lot right, don't get it twisted. There's a lot right. But there's also a lot more that we can improve in terms of making movies. And I know it's not the animators, but the animators are all heart and soul. It's the money people. And if they listen to this, I'm honestly trying to make them more money, but you know, to each his own. Anyway, ladies and gents, thank you for, thank you, oh, <laughs> thank me, <laughs> Thank me, you for joining me on another episode of Access the Nerds. Okay, that wasn't true. Sorry, <laughs> but I gotta go and finish my final. See ya, bye.